Thanks for listening to Two Girls, One Plant. We're your hosts, Madison. And Jillian. And this week we're talking about rare imports with Grace and Patrick. Yay! Hi. In front of a live studio audience. <laughs> <laughs> live and in studio. Hi. Hi. Hello. Thanks for being here. Thanks. This no, is it's a so lot exciting. Oh, I know. So. Grace and Patrick are friends. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we've mentioned them quite a few times. A the few podcast times. <laughs> a few times. Yeah, so we, like, had to have them on. Um, they're such cool people and, like, very near and dear to us. So we're so glad you guys Aww, have been thank here. thank you. Y'all are the same to us. Mm-hmm. It's always exciting, especially, like, finding Madison outside of Home Depot <laughs> with every ZZ Raven in the store. I know. Listen. Uh, I was on one. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about getting into, like, the rare plant game and all that and, like, imports. So you guys are, like, what I consider high-caliber experts in this field. Ooh. Like, whenever, like, we talk about, we're like, okay, what do we do about this plant or, like, how to import? I feel like we're always like, we should ask Grace or we should ask Patrick. Yeah, what would but... Patrick tell us to yeah, do? Yeah, oh. yeah, exactly. Oh, that's amazing. That's really cool. Yeah. I love that. No, seriously, like, that's, I yeah. feel like with a lot of people, especially online, because, like, we all met through Colorado Plant Pals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I think I met you at... Through that brunch, I think. Yes. Yeah. Was that the first time I met you? Yeah. Was that the brunch? Mm-hmm. And same I think for so. you. Is that, the, the is that the one tour. I awkwardly tagged along to at the end <laughs> after this all you guys in the line? Is not awkward. <laughs> no. <laughs> But you should have came to the beginning because yes. that was so fun. Especially because yeah. your brunch was like a block away from my house. I know. Oh my god. Is it really? It is, yeah. Oh yeah, there was no excuses. Dang, <laughs> next time. Next mm-hmm. time. And then met you, Patrick. Was it at the Botanical Gardens or did you go to that? No, no it was in the line the for the uh, for the Thai constellations. We literally ran was into that him really at Lady Garden. Yeah, was yeah that so yeah, so uh, I was in line by myself for my like my first <laughs> like first time for one of those things, and uh, Josiah came up behind yeah. me and I oh, followed him man. on Instagram and I'm like, I'm 95 percent sure that's Josiah, <laughs> and like so I just was like. You're Josiah, right? And yeah. uh, and he was like, yes. And him and I were talking, and then you guys all came up, and he knew one of Tanya. one of y'all. Oh yeah, yeah Tanya. Yeah. They're and then really it was close. just that was the that was the in. Yeah, that's so tender. Yeah, you came <laughs> with us for the rest of the nursery tour, which yeah. was great. Because, that was so fun. Yeah, that's all we really want to do all day is go shop for plants. <laughs> I know, hundred <laughs> percent. So tell us a little bit about you guys, a little background, whatever you want to share. Who who's Grace and who's Patrick? I'm Grace. <laughs> uh, I just moved to Colorado like okay. two and a half years ago okay. from Virginia. That's kind of where I started, you know, collecting plants. I moved out here with so many plants. I had a Subaru Outback and probably like 26 plants of all yeah. these different sizes. Brave, girl. <laughs> oh my gosh. And Whoa. I drove by myself with my dog and my cat and like all these plants. So I just looked super crazy or super fun. <laughs> I don't know. Like, but, um, I, you know, left them in the car overnight. So some of them did get burned and stuff. Ooh, yeah. And rehabbing here was super hard because it's so dry here. Yeah. And, um, I don't know, like I started collecting rare plants, um, kind of soon after moving here. 
Um, I was on Houseplant Hobbyist and found all those like sales groups connected to there. Mm -hmm. And the big thing at the time was these variegated Monsteras. Mm -hmm. So I just really, really liked them. And I found like a really good deal on like 26 nodes. So I grew them all. And that was kind of like my first burn because maybe like a handful of them ended up being variegated. And at that point, I started looking for, like, full plants and, you know, found quite a bunch over, like, the course of two years uh, just from looking all the time and, like, hopping on deals as soon as, you know, you see them. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, but. Then, it shows. Oh, like, you have more album monsters than anybody I know. Yeah. Like, the album queen. And she's like, the album queen. We Let's mentioned it, out it there. before. Aww. She's the Garden Grace on Instagram. I am. So, yeah, you can go check it out. But definitely a lot of monsteras. Yeah. So, obviously, it's, it's kind of turned into a business mm-hmm. since then. Yeah. Um, it was, like, just kind of, like, fun to, like, make these cuttings. And I found that, like, I guess I really did have a good hand in it. Um, I was able to make a lot of cuttings and now I mainly just sell cuttings of the albos. So I always keep like the top cutting and, you know, Mm -hmm. just keep like building on that collection. And it is kind of like a steady, you know, stream of money. It just grows. Yeah. Yeah, I actually like think of Grace as the cutting queen. I think when you got you, I remember when you got your, uh, Uh, what was it? The pink, pink princess. princess. And it had like six or seven nodes. And she's put a picture of it on her uh, Instagram story. And I messaged her saying like, I see about seven places. I know you're going to cut this. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I haven't cut it yet, though. That is amazing. Yeah. Wow. Dang. And mm-hmm. what about you, Patrick? Who's Patrick? Yeah. So um, I grew up in Florida, I think, like both of you guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so grew up there, uh, went to school there and everything. And then um, have been in Colorado for 10 years, though. Wow. Um, I think I'm excessively older than all of y'all. Um, How old are you? I turned 34 last month. Okay, you're not that much ago. older. I'm but, I mean, 30 oof. and not thriving. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually didn't have houseplants until about four years ago, actually, when I bought my condo. In, but I've always had a big affinity for plants. Like, I actually did this when I was in high school. I was in the International Baccalaureate Program. Um, and oh, did this really nerdy paper as my, they had to do this like extended essay. It's like a, basically a dissertation in high school. Yeah. And everyone else did these like very simple things in history and stuff. And I decided to do a full blown experiment on can the application of cytokinin counteract apical dominance in pisum sativum, which is a sugar snap pea. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but basically could Love you it. give it a plant hormone to make it like grow bushy without having to cut it was like okay. the whole theory of it. Huh. Um, so and what were your findings then, of that? It actually worked pretty well when I, um, and when I, so like, um, like cytokine, uh, cakey paste is cytokinin paste. Oh. So like when I found that out, I was like, oh, I now understand exactly how this works. Um, so basically there's different hormones in the plants and they're produced in like the roots or the stems. Mm -hmm. And my thought was this cytokine, which is typically produced in the roots. Could I give it some extra through the water to make the plant grow bushier, which basically means like make the nodes grow without needing to like cut the the growth Mm -hmm. stem. Right. And it worked pretty well. But then I was talking to my uh, biology teacher about it. She's like, you know, you need to like replicate it by about. 10,000 times the size that you did it for you to, you to be able to make it. I was, I was like, 
I'm going to make a fertilizer. I'm going to make a fortune. Oh like, <laughs> this is like, you know, the 17 year old me going like, I found the cure. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, idea. yeah. And, um, she's like, that's not how this works. And I was like, okay, okay. Yeah. I'll just move on. Um, did you pursue horticulture after that? So I actually went to Florida state initially to do botanical research. Oh, you're a Seminole? Um, I am a Seminole. Seminole. Oh yeah. There we go. Yikes. I'm a gator. Oh. I, I figured from the way you, I figured yeah. from the way you said seminal. Um, <laughs> yeah, I went there initially for botanical research, but then cool. the um, the quietness of like the labs and like the I kind of had this chemistry lab where I was standing there and asking people like what they were doing for their weekend or something, and no one talked to me, mm-hmm. and it was enough for me to be like, this is a flash of my life and I'm gonna die. Aww. Like, I can't do this. Yeah. So I, like, jumped away from right that now. and went into, like, advertising and business marketing. <laughs> um, and then now I found a – so I my day job is a data scientist. So I, like, found, like, basically math within marketing and, and like, marketing stuff. God. Can you help us market? <laughs> <laughs> Please. But, yeah, so always loved plants and, like, uh, you know, researching and stuff like that. But then uh, I didn't really want to get anything until I had my own place. Because I was just afraid of, yeah. like, having them in there and then, like, having to move them all the time. I wasn't up for the cross-country tour it's, in the Subaru Outback. <laughs> um, I actually did the same. I didn't start until we bought this house. Yeah, so once yeah. I bought my condo, I was like, all right, time to get a plant. And then I yeah. got, like, two, and then it became six in the next weekend, and then it became yeah. 12 the next by the next weekend. And then yeah. now it's a vastly larger number. Yeah. And rare plants has only been in, like, the last year. Mm-hmm. And I... Um, okay. I think that comes just with the territory of like the hobby. As you like get deeper and yeah. deeper, you start seeing the same things in all the stores, and then totally. you start, you know, being joining groups and being mm-hmm. on Facebook and being on Instagram, and it's going like, "Oh, I didn't know that thing existed." I know. There's a lot of temptation. Yes, <laughs> so much temptation. <laughs> I like that. There is a lot of temptation yeah. for sure. Well, cool. So that's a little bit about you guys. So we have always the same questions we like to ask mm-hmm. everyone who comes on the show: How many plants? do you both have and that's again very subjective count it how you want but how many plants would you say you both have do you know i i do know because i just <laughs> did this last weekend so i've been trying to do different projects in the house marie condoing the plants mm-hmm. has been yeah. one of the things yeah. so i had to take an inventory and figure out like how how many i could really handle mm-hmm. i have 198 wow and uh, there are currently potentially 22 plants pending arrival from shipping things. <laughs> so excited. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. What about you, Grace? Um, I probably have over 100. Okay. But not sure on the exact amount. <laughs> That's fair. This is the yeah. data scientist type of thing. I like, I have a spreadsheet. I have every plant with its scientific name and also, like, the name I gave it. Oh, Like, because I like to name the plants. I, I couldn't keep up with it. Yeah. So, for out of your collection, what is your favorite plant? That, or, like, flavor of the week? Mm. Mm, such a hard question. Mm-hmm. Mine is definitely my Florida Beauty right now Aww. or my Philodendron Tortum. Ooh, yeah, that's yeah, a good one. We had yeah. such a conversation about Florida Beauties. And I know, we both I'm got so ours. Obsessed. Florida Beauty, I made a list. Florida Beauty is on mine because yeah. it is just such a beautiful plant. But I'm a huge like Hoya head mm-hmm. right now, and the Hoya yes. Sarawak, or I don't know how to actually pronounce it. Like it might be Sarawak. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're getting to the Ganunga Ding again. Yeah, it. Finally put out its first new leaf, and I've been, like, obsessing over nice. it as it's been growing. Yay. 
And then the other one I have, like, like so this is a Florida thing of uh, the sea grape. I mean, you guys may know what this is. Oh, yeah. Um, it's a Cocoloba uvifera. Um, okay. It's, like, grows along the... It's a Caribbean plant, and it grows Ooh. along the coast of the Gulf of Mexico and Florida and in, like, all the Caribbean islands. So where I grew up, I was in, like, a Tampa area. It's, like, everywhere. It's just completely all over yeah. the place. Um, and I had... I think the first year I was getting plants, I went home to visit, and I was like... Yeah, I could grow that in Denver. Like, <laughs> yeah. why not? Why not this uh, thing yeah. that grows literally in the ocean? Yeah. Um, will do yeah. fine on my arid Colorado balcony. <laughs> and it has actually done really, really well. Oh, wow. Like, you have to send us a picture. Yeah. I think I've seen it on your Instagram. It's been on my Instagram. That's yeah. a green thumb. Like, I mean, to be able to take something from Florida and bring it to Colorado, Ooh. like off the coast yes. on the beach and bring it to Colorado and make that shit grow in the desert. <laughs> That's impressive. That is impressive. I was extremely de- uh, determined to make yeah. it happen. No, that's awesome. That's amazing. Share your secrets. Um, and then what is your fave like shop in person or like online shop? I love plants and pamperin. Um, I, I love them. I also love Logies. I think they both have pretty good deals, you know, totally. considering. Yeah. I have a couple really favorite sellers on the uh, Facebook plant groups. Okay. Like Tisha Asher. She's probably like my all-time fave, my girl. Yeah. Shout out, Tisha. <laughs> <laughs> she lives in Puerto Rico, and she has oh, wow. such an amazing collection. Oh, yeah, she lives in the rainforest. Oh, wow. All her plants are so healthy. I would love to know if she has to do anything, or if they just literally just, like, sitting outside. I'm sure they're just sitting outside, because I mean, that's how Florida feels. Yeah, I mean, yeah. she def- definitely takes care of them, but they are just out there. That's awesome. That's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, locally, Reroot, I think, is my favorite locally. You guys had Paige on. Uh, Paige, yeah. big fan of her. Yeah. Um, Paige. She's actually come and done, like, uh, corporate events for me, at, like, for me, for my company that I work at, um, oh. for plants and stuff before. She just is such a, you know, loves actually talking about the plants, which I think is so much, it's different than some of the other shops, which, you know, might talk about their problems or just not want to talk about it at all. Like, she's all about like, what's this plant doing for you? And how can it, like, how can like the match be made and everything? And like, it's just is very, very therapeutic when you go there and it's fun talking with her. And then online, I really like the Arium Botanical Store. Yeah. I've never ordered from me either. But they're cool. And so them and NSC Tropicals both are like, just. It's so hard to get the plant you want in those situations. But um, Tyler from Arium is just, he's very, very personable and very helpful. Like, I've been able to, like, Instagram him about, like, a plant I've gotten that isn't doing well. Or they, like, like, I had a a Scandapsis Trivia Black form that I got. And it came in a really bad substrate and started to, like, basically rot immediately. And I was like, what do I do? Like, this is like literally two days later and he's like well first here's a refund for the plant like we should never be sending you a plant that's going to do that which was awesome wow. and then uh then he's like but try doing this and this and this unfortunately that one bit the dust it was too late but uh it happens but they're just very like quick to like try to make it right and try to help and try to make sure it works yeah and that's awesome that you which i think is refund. awesome yeah like that's great you don't really hear that a lot mm-hmm. especially in the online plant world i feel like a lot of online businesses are like suck suck that's business mm-hmm. and they're like i'm not gonna give you a refund oh, yeah wow. so well it stinks in those weird. situations like with the substrate stuff is that when i said it to him he's like yeah when we got them we were actually curious why they were in what they were in mm-hmm. so like you know they get them from some wholesaler and you know basically uh, send them out the door right and yeah. uh, i think he already knew that they weren't going to be it wasn't right. Yeah, and so like when I was like messaging him, I think he was just like, oh, yep, this is exactly what I was expecting. Uh, <laughs> dang. Well, that's honest. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. 
So that's a little like your planty personal life. Let's talk about rare stuff. So what what is like y'all's personal definition of what a rare plant is? How do you look at what this makes it rare? Probably that it is one, hard to find in the wild, and then two, you know, hard to find on the market. Yeah, I think I refer to at least rare plants from the houseplant perspective as mostly the like hard to obtain locally or mm-hmm. like, or even in through an online channel without, yeah. without import. Like, so if you need to import it and basically to get it or pay a crap ton of money for it, those are generally what I would consider like a rare plant when it comes to a houseplant. But yeah. I think of things like, you know, the, uh, Spiritus Sancti or something as like a legitimately rare plant. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that there's like six in the wild and yeah, mm-hmm. they're in, like, that's, I guess more endangered, but like, I think that, you know, the, the term rare is so hard because it can be so many reasons why it's rare. Yeah. Like even like the sea grape, you can't buy one here. Like no. I've never seen one in a store. So that would be, I guess, considered a rare plant here. I bet if someone really wanted it, they'd pay a lot of money for it here. Yeah. Right. It's now, rare for the Colorado market. you literally yeah. can go to any beach in Florida and get one. Now, I also would say that it is illegal to take them off the beaches in Florida. <laughs> Ooh, don't do because that. Because <laughs> they are there for erosion protection. Oh. So don't go and just rip them out of the ground. Oh. However, they are extremely not rare in Florida, right? Like, (laughs) No, they're not. Yeah, for sure. So then what, I mean, you guys kind of talked about it a little bit, but what really like led you to having rare plants in your collection and potentially selling rare plants? It just happens, you know, (laughs) at some point you spend so much money and you're like, oh my gosh, I have to recoup some of this cost. And taking (laughs) cuttings is just like so easy and... I don't know. Like, I, I really, I saw what all these people were doing um, on the plant communities online, and I thought I could definitely do that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm a waitress. Every good waitress has a side hustle. So <laughs> that was going to be... Every good millennial has a side hustle. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, it and it just, it just worked, and it was, like, really fun and therapeutic. Um, yeah. So just really enjoyed it and there was such there was such a high demand for it too oh my god that really propelled you like forward in it as well right I can't really think of many people who are selling at least like albos in our community here in Denver I don't really know of anybody else not like not as like officially as I think Grace does (laughs) like everyone else is like sort of like I have one like I I got mine from Rachel like um yeah Yeah. but but hers was like on a purge and I remember sitting there with the word sold like copied and waiting to go just like staring at that page just waiting for it to come up because i was like she said she put a picture of it on instagram earlier that day and i'm like that elbow was mine Uh, (laughs) and you got it i got it and i I didn't have one before and so like i had a message going like anyway you'll sell it to me before and she's like no it's part of this purge i'm like all right it will be mine. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. She's low key the um, Aria girl in Denver. Oh. Yeah. Good to know. Mm-hmm. That's like one of my like wish lists right now. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's I got. Cool. I have one from her. It's a little baby kitten. Ooh. Oh. She's Cute. awesome. She's so low key about her plant collection. So oh, she really I got is. my glory awesome from her. Like everybody here has gotten something. Yeah. Rare. That's mm-hmm. so sweet. Mm-hmm. And she's so smart. Mm-hmm. She is. Yeah. yeah. For sure. What about you, Patrick? Yeah, so... Um, what led you to the rare side? I think, I think like, what Grace was saying is, like, as you get into the hobby, like, you just... Like, for me, like, my collection built very quickly where I'd go to stores and not really see anything new. Yeah. That, like, really floated my boat. Like, I'm not a succulent person. I'm not a cactus person. 
I'm like apparently I wanted to bring Florida into Colorado because yeah. I'm very tropical focused. Totally. Um, and eventually you just like you know go to every store in town. And you're like, oh, it's the same, mm-hmm. same five things. Yeah, really. And then you like yeah start perusing Instagram and stuff, and you're like, whoa, I never saw that one before. Or yeah. wow, I cannot believe the variegation on that. Like this is how like Florida beauty came from. When I found about NSC Tropicals, like the like the wish list became excessively long <laughs> because I like went page by page just looking through what she eventually maybe right. would sell at some point Amazing. and uh, was like, well, I need that one and I need that one. Yeah. And so then it was just hunting yeah. from that point on. What is, I think I forgot to ask this, but what is y'all's like, cause you guys have a, amazing collections and like what you sell, your personal collection. What do you have like a wish list or like a number one on your wish list right now? I just got a strawberry shake, which has been on my wish list for a long time. Yeah. Those are fun. I, and I will have this variegated add on Sony Eye at some point. I've put money down on it. So, (laughs) I know. So it'll be, it'll be here eventually. (laughs) So wait, are you waiting for it to like grow from this person? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. So they're, they're, they cut it and they grew it for me. But since it is such an expensive plant, like, the seller just wanted, you know, money down first. And they're right. super trustworthy. Oh, that's great. That's cool. exciting. Exciting. Yeah. yeah. So cool. That'll come. Yeah. So variegated Edinsonii is on my list. That one's a bit heavy. But I mean, actually, like, yeah. un- like, like everyone, an oblique would be awesome. And it's more of one of those, like, I want one to be able to figure out if I can do it in Colorado. Just kind of like the sea grape. Like... But I'm not ready to put that much money yeah, into it. Yeah, like, investment to figure really out if it will die or not. I know. Like, it it's, it's those cases. I'm like, it'll do it. I know it. It'll what do would it. you put it? Would you put it in your cabinet? I would put it in the cabinet. Oh, I actually would maybe put it in its own little uh, like cloche dough. inside the cabinet. Like, right. what, I mean, I don't even know. Orb. Yeah, like, yeah, like, exactly. Ooh. Although, although, what's her name said? Uh, um, Kaylee Ellen said they're not that great. The orbs. Yeah, I watched that video. She was like, meh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's like, she's like, it's okay. If you have an oblique, yeah. Like, if you have the oblique, then get a but she's mm-hmm. like but if you don't like don't do it don't do it yeah yeah, yeah. but like the wilbur graves um hoya hoya carnosa oh, wilbur graves yeah. is oh. heavy on the, so again the hoya thing is like we're like it's i'm very genus focused right now yes. in that hoya section i currently have like 54 hoya yeah. alone <laughs> and uh that wilbur graves is calling my name it's like yes. super sil- like silver speckled yeah. and like deep green uh i need it need it so bad that's awesome but wait, what? So, what is the most rare plant that you guys do own? Probably by Philodendron UPI. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mine is probably a Hoya Carnosa Nova Ghost. Ooh. Yeah, that one's pretty. Yeah, it's like similar to the gray ghost, but it's supposed to yeah. grow faster. It's I very tiny. Uh, I don't think I've posted it yet. No, it's newer. I got it during quarantine. And okay. Okay. I sort of was like, oh, I didn't spend that too much money this month. Uh, time to get the plant. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Gotta take advantage while you can. Exactly. Right? Yeah, for sure. So then how long have you guys been like selling plants? Been in the plant side hustle? Probably um, last summer. Okay. So a, a full year. Okay. Mine is this year. So the Hobotanist, which is like my Instagram, a candle and everything. Which um, is so good. <laughs> the uh, oh, thanks. 
I had a friend at work who actually, I would talk to her about plants. So that whole thing, you have like a non-plant person you're discussing plants with where they look at you oh, kind God, of glazed yeah. over, but you oh, yeah. keep talking. Um, <laughs> this poor girl who sat next to me at the office was that person. Like where I would sit there and be like, oh, just like laughing about how a plant purge went. Or like, um, <laughs> oh gosh, you know, like, or like going like, I can't go to this meeting because NSE is about to do a restock and I have to be on this computer. <laughs> you know, before. and um yeah. And she at one point just basically said, like, you know, why aren't you selling? The, why aren't you making plants your like your work? Like you're so passionate about it. You love this so much. Like you're going to succeed if you do something that you're that passionate about. Yeah. And like literally that day was when I created the Habotanist account oh, and like yeah. posted my first one. And I bought like the, you know, URL and all that kind of stuff. Wow. Um, but I wasn't selling anything then. I actually wasn't intending to sell yet. I was like, well, I'm just going to become a plant fluencer, you know, like <laughs> slowly build up the Instagram and all that kind of stuff. Then towards Christmas or something, I was like, sort of made like goals for 2020. Oh. And one of them was like, can I pay for my hobby by selling yeah. other plants? I feel like that's the next step for a lot of people yeah. is when they like acquire some new rare guys. They're like, I could like chop you up and sell you and make a shit ton of money. <laughs> see, that's the hard part for me. I am not a chopper. I really don't propagate much because I like to see them, them get all. big. Yeah, I like to see them get big. And if yeah. I'm going to prune them, it's because they need to be pruned, yeah. not because I want to make money off of them. For so sure. like that's where Grace and I differ dramatically. Oh. It's like, <laughs> like the cut queen next to me. I haven't cut a plant in a second. That's really? good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes me feel happier for those poor little plants. Campo Spartan is call my name. Aww, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm starting to get to the point where I'm going to have to cut something just because like they're getting too big in the pots or whatever it is. For sure. It's time, Patrick. Snip, snip. Snip, Let's snip. Go. snip. <laughs> I'm your friend. Give me a snip. Thank you. So when you guys sell, how do you determine prices? I feel like that's hard and I feel like especially in, mm, we'll call it the dark side of Facebook that there's Mm -hmm. a lot of people who criticize um, and shame people for selling plants for being so expensive. And it's like- Price shaming is a real problem. Yeah. And it's not right either. It's like you guys are the sellers and they're going to sell They've done their research and you can kind of tell if somebody's like, really selling it for like they want to make a ton of money off mm-hmm. of it you can tell i feel like you guys you, i've never seen you do that which thank god like yeah, that's so, awesome you guys are very like honest nice people about that so how do you set your prices so this is probably very data sciencey of me again in that like for anything that i was going to sell um i literally go through and like I scour what Colorado plant pals like to see what people have sold them for historically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I look at like the plant purge groups for the same, same kind of pricing. I go to like NSC tropicals and Arium and all those ones and see what they sell them for. Okay. And so I have like a spreadsheet of like for this plant, here's the size they sell and how much they sell it for. And like wow. from different online stores, different local stuff. And then if anyone locally has sold it, like, you know, green, uh, green lady gardens was selling rare plants for all. So I had all those like prices stored for myself. Um, And then I like kind of go through it and go, well, where do I want to be in this market? Like I didn't, I didn't want to be a price gouger. Like I'm not, I wasn't in it to like, it's not paying my bills. Like my data science career is paying my bills. So this was more like a hobby still. And it was Mm -hmm. like, well, let's be fair. And in Colorado where it's hard to find, like what can I sell it for that is reasonable, but it's still like sharing it so that someone who maybe can't shell out $200 might be okay shelling out 120 for it. For sure. So like, I also didn't want to like completely screw over every other seller locally. So it was like, I can't be the one who's out there saying like, Albo for $20. Mm -hmm. Like, cause I just wanted to like make, you know, 20 bucks for, at that point I just give it to you, you know, like, so 
For sure. That's how I do it, at least. Yeah. Yeah, I basically do the same thing. I look at all the sites online, um, especially the Facebook groups, because not a lot of websites will sell cuttings. True. So, you know, you kind of compare, you know, with the size of the plant, you, you know, you're looking at your plant and you want it to pretty much be very comparable to anything that you're looking at. You know, you don't want to look at something with bigger size leaves or more variegation, more roots, this or that. You want to find something that's like pretty much the same. I usually do a little bit less than that as well, just because I think you can charge a bit more on the Facebook sites and kind of get away with it. Plant purges, especially. I feel like Mm -hmm. people like, because people are so hopped up on the moment of like (laughs) trying to get sold in that thing. They don't even pay attention to the price. I feel like it's like someone puts up something and they're like, holy crap, that's like two times what I would ever charge for it. And someone's like, sold in four seconds. It's crazy. Yeah. It's pretty wild to watch. There's a wild (laughs) west out there on some of these sites. And honestly, I've never not sold a plant. Like my thing is, you know, just leave it on there for a couple hours. I think I've told you that sometimes Mm -hmm. because you're like, I don't know. And I'm like, no, just leave it. Someone will get it. Yeah. Well, that pink princess I had took me a minute until Gabriella sold out in a minute. And then yeah. I was able to get <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That's yeah. right. Yeah. You posted a pink princess. You And I that's when I bought the pasta from you. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you did like five or six different plants in that. Yeah, there was a lot of them. It was about, I think it was like 11 plants mm-hmm. total. But the pink princess, nobody... Nobody the, took. And I was low on the... I, thought, well, I felt I was low on the market for I, that plant. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, and then Gabriella plants happened like three days later or whatever... They sold out in like record time and then Patrick said up right away. Me again. <laughs> no, I just another going like, hey, just so you guys know, if you missed on Gabriella, mine's still here. I, that was so <laughs> And uh, it was sold in three minutes yeah, after that. Awesome. It was like gone. That's awesome. Such like beautiful marketing. Oh my God. <laughs> exactly. So why do you think these plants, like more specifically, like the rare plants, like why do you think they're so expensive though? Like to sell, to buy? Is I mean, it the demand? Is it? It just comes. Just it's it's straight. It's, it's straight at? economics. Yeah, right. Like totally. there are totally. because they're hard to get for whatever reason. Whether they're hard to cultivate, you know, mm. in greenhouses. Yeah, yeah. they're growing. slow growing. You know, they're they mm, are more international, or there's not local in your area, like the like the sea grape. You know, like right. um, it's a supply and demand situation. There's yeah. very little supply for whatever reason that is, mm. and extremely high demand. Yeah. Which then lets you charge a lot more for something. But yeah. like, then you run to, but on the flip side, you're playing a, ga- a gambling game too, thanks to people like Costa Farms and stuff yeah. like that. Like, like well, I have my, my ZZ Raven that I bought, I bought from NSC Tropicals. I think it was the first rare plant I got because it was like available yeah. on NSC and it was $75 for a four inch cup, Ooh. you know, with like one, little one stock. Yeah. And I got it and I was like, look at you. You're so great. It's actually never grown a single other stock since I've gotten it. And I actually am about to replant it because I'm like, I don't know why this has never grown. But, uh. Uh, yeah, yeah, I spent a bunch of money on my tiny ZZ Raven and it never grew. Yeah. And then they came out with Costa Farms. Yeah, Costa $20. They growth all the time. Yeah, yeah gosh, and, they're, darn it. and they're $20. So, like, mm-hmm. if I wanted to sell that ZZ Raven I got a year, uh, over a year ago, I cannot charge $20 mm-hmm. or charge $75 for it. I would feel wrong as a person doing it. Totally. Like, I feel like I can charge 15 Like, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. The reason why they can do that is because, you know, since they are such a large company, they do have access to tissue culturing. Yeah. And so, you know, some plants can or cannot be tissue cultured. Um, For example, like variegated plants, you can't tissue culture. However, you can tissue culture Thai constellation, which is how they're going to be able to come out with those. That's the stable variegation. And that's why. 
It is, yeah. yes. However, I have sense. heard that you can't grow Thai constellation from seed. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah. But maybe that's true because, I mean, that might be true just because if you think about it, if it's a seed that made it variegated, when it finally flowers and the, it's basically a genetic lottery mm-hmm. every right, time, right. which yeah. is why you don't buy variegated monstera seeds, right? Because no, you're going to, no. just because a variegated monstera put them out doesn't mean they're going to be variegated in yeah, the ground. That makes sense. Um, but Thai constellation, I think because it's, it's locked in its genetic code to do the variation, like mm-hmm. the variegation. Yeah. That, that's why you can tissue culture it because like tissue culturing is just, you know, replicating it in a lab environment. Yeah. And since the DNA itself is variegated right. or it says it will be variegated, the DNA is not variegated. Okay. But you know, like. <laughs> so how do you feel? So like, let's talk about that then with Coast Farms, you know, they're a huge, like, company in the gardening world you know they're in lowe's home depot mm-hmm. walmart like these big box stores and then they drop you know the their tropical collection and then they're coming out with the ties next year like how do you think that is that good for the market is that good for like these smaller sellers is that good for business for people who have side hustles like, i think it comes you- down just like stock plants are just like stock you need to diversify right mm-hmm. like do not yeah. have don't be just like the Thai constellation person, because mm. if you only have Thai constellations that you sell, when Costa Farms releases a Thai constellation, your whole like basically your entire inventory got cut excessively totally. in value. Totally, yeah. They are relatively cheap to import. Um, they are, yeah. But I I kind of predict that Costa's not going to have them for twenty dollars. They're probably going to be. I think, I'm thinking 40 or 50 is probably I, where it's going to be. I think be. it's going to be more than that, depending really? on the pot size. I mean, I know that they're in the Facebook groups. I know that they're, like, on Instagram and stuff. And, like, they have marketing people who are probably like, um, you know, we could really charge a lot more for this. And I feel like they probably will. I mean, it's been a two-year-long project. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're going to have to, at least in the beginning. Yeah, that makes sense, though. I, and I think people would be willing to buy it. Like, let's say they charge 90 bucks for mm-hmm. it or ninety nine ninety nine. Like, I think people will definitely buy them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's still going to be a good Yeah. Deal. It's the nature of the game, though, right? Like, Costa Farms is basically the big box retailer of it. So you have, like, the boutique sellers, which I guess you could call us or, like, Ooh. right? But, like, over time, if there's that much demand, they're going to notice. They're going to grow them. And then they're going to put them on the market. Yeah. Because they want a piece of that pie. Mm -hmm. And like, it's just straight up business, you know, like, so like you can't fault them for it. Or like, like, it is what it is. But like, there will be many plants that they won't do that with, like for all the other reasons of them being slow growing or they are terrible to ship. Like, I don't see a varicosum ever being a Costa Farms plant (laughs) because that thing will die in the mail. Right. Like, so I just can't see them doing it. But like, who knows? Maybe they will. It's true. And there's also variegated plants that they can't do. Like, they can't really do albos because it's not stable enough for them to do mass, mass production. Mass tissue culture. Yeah. Be like, well, they can't. You actually can't because it's a cremaria, so they they won't tissue culture. Mm-hmm. I've tried. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, so, I mean, but the Jose Buenos, they can be tissue cultured. So I yeah. kind of predict those prices will go down um, yeah. in the next year or so as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And the, White Knights and um, mm, White Wizards. Silver Swords. Yeah. Uh, and I just bought little tissue cultured versions at yeah. the uh, Colorado Plant Palace <laughs> garage sale. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Mine's already putting on a little new leaf. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 
That's awesome. So then what kind of plants do you sell in regards to like, are you more like you just straight import it and resell? Is it props? Is it cuttings? Rooted? Unrooted? A little bit of both. Um, I always try to sell rooted plants though, just because, you know, they are such high care plants and, you know, you give them to these people who may not have the same care conditions as you and you definitely want a good root structure for them to like work off of in case some, you know, die or this or that. So I always sell rooted. I do, I do a lot of cuttings, um, I also do my fair share of importing. Uh, haven't lately because of all of this crazy craziness. importing stuff, which we can yeah. get into too. Yeah, for sure. But I think you you mainly import. Yeah, mine has been import or like splitting my plants. Um, yeah. Again, I'm not a cutter. I'm not, so I'm not, um, I've only ever traded cuttings, like where like it's known that I'm getting a cutting from them and they're, I'm giving them a cutting. But even okay. then I will typically, if I have enough advance, we'll try to root it before I give it to them. I really, I don't know, because I think I'm so, feel so personally connected to all the plants. Like I want them all to survive so much that like, Mm -hmm. I'd rather make them have roots and give them something that is like on its way to survival than like on its way to death. Yeah. You both want to make sure that the plant has like a great start before it reaches another person. Yeah, for sure. Conditions and all that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When it comes to the import stuff though, I'm all about like, they got to be acclimated. They need to have grown all sorts of stuff. Definitely. What does that process look like for you guys when you import? From the, when we receive it or when, um, like the actual process of buying them. When you receive it, like how do you take care of that import and deem it healthy enough to sell to the next person? Generally, I wait at least six weeks, um, uh-huh. and it generally takes that long, at least yeah. four weeks, um, least. to, you know, get them looking good. But I always wait six weeks. Um, I mean, there's so many things that can go wrong, like the leaves will drop. Yeah. I always put them, you know, in my greenhouse and, you know, get them in some nice, fast draining soil. They definitely need <clears throat> a lot of humidity because they just came from somewhere totally tropical and yeah. um survived a huge trip they go through um you know this sanitation sanitizing stuff yeah and so that's really hard on the plants in the roots and sometimes you know they just don't take well and you know you you definitely should expect to lose some plants um somebody told me once you know and i definitely always take this to heart um you know, you really shouldn't import any plants, any number, any number of money, unless you're willing to lose all of all that. of it. Yeah, the risk is huge, it and is. I think that that also probably plays into the price, right? Like, yeah. there yeah. is so when you talk about what the price is, like, is the cost of actually taking the plant. There's actually shipping costs, phytosanitary costs, oh, yeah, yeah. It's not the cheap. time and energy to actually grow it and acclimate it. You don't you end up loss. not making very much. Yeah, if you, you put, you put it all it. together, <laughs> yeah. it's actually not a lot. No, um, no. If you so it is a it is a passion yeah. thing. But yeah, I'm I'm very similar. My big marker of when it's ready to sell is when it's growing again. Mm-hmm. So like I think if you remember when your pasta had a new leaf coming out, yes. like that is like when I'm like yeah, you're good. Like you've now gotten it's used to your new environment. Leaf. You like have decided it's that you're willing to grow, and yeah. now it's time to grow. So like I will not do alocasias because I've only I've only imported them for myself and they have 
all of them died. Yeah. They just do not travel well. From green spaces? From green spaces. That, those died? <laughs> those died. Wow, what a fucking surprise. <laughs> <laughs> but the anthuriums I got from them. Yes, and, I am. <laughs> yeah, but the anthuriums and philodendrons I've gotten from them have always been really good. I know That's you didn't good. have the same experience, but... No. Um, I, it's just I've been risk. okay. It is, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, it's 100% a risk. It is. Yeah, definitely. So then let's start from the beginning. Let's talk a little bit about imports then. From the beginning process, who do you usually import from? Is there like a specific seller or business that you're like, oh. I feel like it's so underground. It's like the knowing a person of a person thing. Like even, I even feel like if I asked Grace like who her importer was for an album, she wouldn't even you tell don't me. You have to say it. She <laughs> always is, like- she always is like, I have a source. <laughs> like, no one tells anybody. They're, oh, like, no. like And I think it kind of, I totally understand why it's that way. <laughs> I think it's but, two things, right? It's like, one, you don't want to give up your supplier. Because right. then you got another person in the market trying to take your take right, your thing. Right, um, We also work really hard to find these people. And we're taking a big risk because sometimes I just find these people on Facebook. And I'm like, hey, I see you live in Thailand. Would you like to send me some plants? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> Luckily, I've never been burned. I always do like PayPal. Never do like any sort of Western Union. That is a big no. red flag. Yeah. Friends shit. and family yeah. PayPal. No nope. way. It needs to be goods and services PayPal. Yeah. Except Where I do have a seller I will do uh, friends and family with. Um, but that has to be, you've probably gotten good plants from them before then. Yeah. They just have a really good reputation. Yeah. So like okay. I have always made it personal one from them before I will do any that I want to sell because mm-hmm. I just uh, kind of like test the waters. Yeah. So uh, I'll make a, an order explicitly of things that I just want um, and see how they come. And if, I mean, as honestly, it's like it's a trial thing. Like if if they all show up and look like shit, never you're order gone. Them you're dead to yeah. me. Yeah. And I'm moving on. Yeah. And I'm sure um, the different varieties too, like the alocasia and theriam. Well, yeah, exactly. So that one order from Green Spaces, I had allo- I had I actually was trying to figure out what would come well. So I did some anthurium, some alocasia, yeah. and some philodendrons, thinking of like these are the ones I'd probably want to sell if I could do it. And alocasias failed miserably. Mm-hmm. The philodendrons and the anthuriums did pretty well. The anthuriums did meh, okay, yeah. but like right. the philodendrons did really well, and so that's why when I like was looking and I was like, well, I know phylodendrons do really well from Indonesia. Right. So, what? So, what countries then do they usually? I know you mentioned Thailand. You just mentioned Indonesia. Yeah, what Thailand country? and Indonesia, and I'm recently trying Russia for some Hoyas, thanks to oh, Adam. I've heard oh. Russia is like the Hoya game. Yeah, I, I hope they come okay. But I had that's one some of those pending plants are Russian Hoyas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I feel like Indonesia has better prices, but okay. Thailand has better quality. That's so true. Interesting. It really depends what you're going for that day. Um, okay. Sri Lanka is also on the come up for importing. So oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. So then have you ever done like eBay or Etsy or anything like that? Cause like, I have not because I don't trust them. I don't either. And I don't know why, but I just really, I feel like I've gotten <laughs> so burned funny. on eBay before, like locally yeah. in the United States. So I'm like, yeah. I ain't going to go international on this. I just immediately feel like it's a scam. And I don't I know, know why. Yeah. Um, I don't and think then Etsy is the same thing. I think Etsy pictures. is like someone who doesn't know what they're doing. Oh, I know. That's why they're on Etsy. Mm-hmm. I know. It's, I guess. Yeah. I, know. <laughs> I, I have no real support for this. This is just <laughs> what I feel. I know. I know. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I kind of feel weird about Etsy, too. Like, people have told me to make an Etsy, and I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. I also think Etsy typically has excessively high prices. It, well, they're... Like, they give yeah. them... They do, like, international plants at a U.S. price. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't think so. That's not how this works. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. 
Etsy is like wild though, because there's, I won't say it, but there's a plant shop that I know and they base their rare plants that they get from the wholesale for like two bucks a plant and they sell it at Etsy prices. Yeah. Mm. What? It's crazy. It's wild. It's wild. Yeah. It's crazy. But there are some things when it comes to importing, you need to like make sure, I think everyone needs to be aware of like. As a U.S. citizen, you are only allowed to bring in 12 plants mm-hmm. without getting an import permit. Like yeah. the USDA, what is it? The Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service requires you to have an import permit if you have anything above 12 plants. Yeah. Right. So I have never dealt with the import permitting process. I just do, we'll do groups of 12. Hmm. Um, I'm happy with my little 12, my little 12 groupings. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, also, like, it's it's kind of a hellacious process yeah. to, um, you know, import 12 as it is. You're just yeah. like... With oh the God. acclimation and everything like else, I don't puppy. think I could do more. Unless I had a full-blown greenhouse, I don't think I could yeah. willingly yeah. put the time in to do more than 12 at a time. Mm-hmm. So then and typically it also includes, like, one or two that are for me. Uh, and, then, <laughs> and, then, and then the rest, to go, like, to make up the difference. Mm-hmm. Of course. So then what's a phytosanitary... Yeah, so that is another... I mean, I know kind of what it is. I had to pay $25 for it when I... Yeah, so phytosanitary certificates are basically a certificate from the country that you're getting the imports from. Mm. So, like, Indonesia will issue it or Thailand will issue it. That is basically saying that we have gone through the process to ensure that this plant is non-diseased, has no pests, etc. Because the United States or whatever country that requires them, like the United States does does not want those things to come in and basically like decimate a crop. Like, right, if they brought a plant in that had a right. insect or a, was infested with an insect that could just decimate the corn in Iowa, yeah. then we we in trouble, right? <laughs> right. Like, so yeah, that's what yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, and actually, if you try to import without a phytosanitary certificate, they will just get burned before they even come into the port. Like they Or they'll make it in the port to somebody's home and the USDA will call them up and be like, hey, we got to confiscate that plant and burn it. I've never, never heard, heard that. that. I've only ever heard yeah. the box oh, yeah, showing up yeah. with the little note inside from them saying yeah, like, these too. have been burned. And you're oh like, wow. Oh, why'd you send the box? I know. It's always what I've always wondered. Like, why <laughs> just burn the whole thing Has and text me? I have a friend. So oh, actually when pileas were becoming their big thing, yeah. um, when they were not available here at all, mm-hmm. um, one of my friends who's into plants ordered one from Korea. And it did not come phytosanitary certified, like certified. We didn't know anything about that. We were still too new into the plant right, stuff. Right. And it just came in a, a full fledged, like cardboard box had been resealed. Inside was a green slip of paper that just said like, this has been incinerated. Oh my God. And you're God. like, man. Oh my God. And there's nothing you can do. Like the plant's gone. It's dead. Yeah, you, right. you've out, you're out your money. Like it yep. just is over. That's wild. Jeez, I could not imagine. That's like almost worse than like getting like a dead plant. (laughs) I know. Imagine the excitement of it showing up and then opening up and just finding this slip of paper. You just like pick up the box and you know something's wrong. Wrong. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So then, you know, obviously this year has been kind of like a weird, rough year, especially with, you know, COVID. Have you guys done any importing since COVID has happened? So I won't go from Thailand right now. Unless that's changed. Because her and I actually talked about it once that Thailand was like dousing it with crazy chemicals. And they're going through a heat sanitation process. So basically you get a plant and it just is like a pile of mush that would show up. Um, So I haven't done anything from there. I am trying Russia right now. (laughs) Um, So we'll see how that goes. I am very nervous about it. But when COVID all started, I actually had already had an order in place. Because it's always take a while. 
Like, I think that's what people don't, you know, understand too. It's like, this is not a one week thing. It's like, you make an order, it sits there, it eventually ships, and then it gets brought here. And then, it, like, all the quarantining happened, like, right as mine got shipped. And it sat in, like, Arizona for three weeks. <gasps> yeah. And I was like, oh my God, they're all gonna be dead. They're just all gonna be dead. And I actually was. I had one plant that had to be rehabbed. All the rest of them were actually still very good. Wow. And so it was a unbelievably fortuitous ending. But I was scared shitless for like three weeks of like, oh my God, please come through. I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to do the same thing you did with green spaces of like the, these are here. We'll no longer accept DHL shipping. You need to pay extra shipping to have them send you like, what are you talking about? So stupid. Such a... Fuck the USDA. It's so annoying like that they do that. It's so annoying. Do you feel like because of COVID, you guys have had more people reach out to you to buy plants? Because oh my gosh. things are so, were shut down for a while or like they were worried about, you know, buying from overseas or buying online. Did they feel like maybe safer going to local people? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I like, bet. and all these people who were already plant people already, like, kind of like did the same thing as we all have done and joined these Facebook groups Mm -hmm. and like kind of looked more online and stuff. And there's so many like collectors kind of coming out of like nowhere. And I'm, I'm happy for it. I think it's awesome. I mean, the market is great. Yeah. So I mean, I've actually never sold anything outside of the Denver area Mm -hmm. because I just don't, I don't want to deal with the shipping part of it. Um, And I think we have a large enough market here that I don't need to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if I get to the point where I can't sell a plant because everyone here now has it, then maybe I'll look into it differently. Right. But yeah, I think yeah. one of the things that quarantine have done is like one, there's been like stimulus checks or people not spending as much money because they're at yeah. home because they're not paying for gas money or eating out and all that kind of stuff. So people have some cash to burn. Yeah. Some people have cash to burn. Many yeah. people are having a hard time through this. So, yeah. but the ones that still do have some cash to burn, um, are finally going like, just like me with that, uh, Nova ghost of like, ah, oh, I right. didn't spend as much this month as I normally do. Right. Yeah. This wishlist plant is now on the get plant, list, <laughs> you know, um, and you go find it in all those different groups and stuff. Yes. And I think those groups have blown up too over yeah. the oh yeah quarantine. So, you know, you go through the process, you import the plant, you bought the plant, it came, you rehabilitated it or you let it quarantine. What did it? Where do you do this? Where do your setups like? What? Let's talk about it because y'all have really cool setups. <laughs> right now, um, my whole second bedroom is—I call it my green room. Yeah, <laughs> I have I love it. a tarp the size of the entire floor. Awesome. Um, I want to call it the Terrera room. Ah! Ooh, the Terrera room. I love that. <laughs> it's terrific. <laughs> And I have a walk-in greenhouse. It's, you know. Two walk-in greenhouses. I took the other one down. I, like, moved around a lot. So I was like, oh, we'll just take one with me. And then I never put it back up. So. um, I've gotten to see the greenhouse. It is a sight to see. And a home of, like, with the tarp (laughs) on the ground and everything. It's like, you're like, this is, this is some next level shit. It doesn't look bad, though. I don't think. Does it? No. No. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> your setup is so much more aesthetic <laughs> i'm moving towards that i just don't have the i don't have i have a one bedroom condo so i don't mm-hmm. have the space for a greenhouse room i also am on a 10th story so i don't have a backyard for a greenhouse yeah so right. i went through like i was like i need to make my own cabinets to increase humidity so i like went and bought some ikea cabinets and modded them how i thought made sense to increase the humidity for some of the plants. But actually, I don't normally acclimate them in those humidity containers. Okay. Um, oddly enough, just because 
I uh, want them to be ready for Colorado. So, like, I don't imagine the person I'm selling to will normally have them. It depends on the species, I guess. Yeah. Because, like, the, like, a, I guess they're called Splendid now, like a Philodendron Splendid, a Melanochrysum crossed mm-hmm. with Varicosum. That sucker will crisp up like none other if it's Definitely. not in humidity. So, like, that one went into the case. But, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, something like a Pastazonum that has a more, like, a cutaceous surface and can deal with less humidity. Mm-hmm. I just grow it in the, like, on the countertop. Yeah. What's a grow light until it grows? Um, just because I think that's who I'm going to give it to is someone who's going to have it on a countertop. So I kind of move it out before I sell it to kind of acclimate it to that space. I'll like okay. plan my sales a little bit. Um, but in that rehab process, I definitely just try to like give it as much as I can. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting that you guys kind of do it a little like different. Like, yeah. But that it all works out though. Yeah, it works yeah. out. Yeah. That's so cool. It's um funny too, like the. <laughs> During quarantine, my neighbor, um, he went up to Montana for part of quarantining. And uh, I had these plants everywhere, these ones I wanted to sell. And like my house, I felt like I was in like too much of a jungle. Like now trying to work there and do everything mm-hmm. and cook more on the counters and everything. Yeah. And I was like, hey, just so you know, I'm going to be using your place. And um, <laughs> I like his countertop was literally covered from left to right on an entire countertop of plants because I was doing like all my garden starts on it. Oh my god! Like all the all the uh, um, acclimation of stuff. Like I had a quarantine section of his house for plants I bought or something. Yeah. It was like I, I was like, your house has become my greenhouse. Yeah. And it was it was kind of hilarious. That's, That's great. Awesome. I love that. So then you have the plant. When do you do you keep it in its same soil that it is in, or do you? switch it over to like your own potting mix and how soon do you do that if you do it so most imports will not come with soil that whole they shouldn't because that whole phytosanitary process they Mm. can't have dirt yeah so they typically will only ever come bare root um if they have roots do you sell your plants then in some sort of substrate i I usually always do yeah because they you know they shouldn't they are you know kind of these special weird plants and they need all these different things that not regular plants do. Right. And my worst fear is someone like throwing it in a bag of like miracle Grow or something. Oh, totally. And so of course it comes with like different like watering instructions. Usually my soil is So you do provide like some sort of like, like hey, an overview. Way, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just send them links to people who have better descriptions of them. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, here you go. Here's how you take care of an anthurium. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> Here's a video from uh, um, Homestead Brooklyn on how to deal with this plant. Yeah, you know, like I'm maybe I'm not as caring on that front, but um, I've started to care. Less. But I think it depends. <laughs> <laughs> I think how you're going to sell it depends a lot on how you decide to do it. Because I know like Rachel does a lot in um, uh, what's it called, Lecca. You know, like uh-huh. with like so yeah. those are basically bare root, and like you're not going to sell them the Lecca pot like with the Lecca in it typically. Okay. So like, and the balls just come right off. So, like, when you yeah. want to sell it, you just give it to them bare root, and they can pot it up however they want in their own LECA and water and substrate. That I have not had much success with LECA. It doesn't – maybe it's, like, my place is too dry, but I have to, like, refill them every two days, and it's, like, oh, this is not something I'm okay work. with. So, uh, I use a, generally, like, an aeroid mix. It's actually really um, the uh, Kaylee Ellen aeroid mix. I basically followed that and added a few little yeah. – adjustments of my own that I thought I wanted to do. And so they are basically ready to go. They've acclimated in that. Mm -hmm. um, And it's like, don't repot this. Like this, ready to go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I try to tell people don't repot for at least a month because, you know, even though it is acclimated 
to my home. Now it's got to acclimate to Yours. your home. Different lighting. Yeah. And direction. Humidity. humidity. Yeah. 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 For sure. I have terrible lights. So it's amazing that I can get any of these things to <laughs> Like I have like northeast facing windows. Like oh, dang. I like yeah, oh, I these too. take some care. Yeah. I always wonder like sure. please don't put it in a south facing window. Oh. Right? Like you know like, <laughs> I know. Go from a northeast to a south, it's just gonna oh, burn. Yeah, I right. imagine. So then you get the plants, you post them. Do you guys usually do Instagram, Facebook, a little bit of both? I've only done Colorado Plant Pals like Via BST so far, Aww. like that's all I've done. I haven't had to do anything else. So okay, until I can't sell them there, then I'll you know pursue other options. Yeah, it's a pretty plant addicted community. There's a big market on there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I've kind of tried all of it. Um, yeah. I've done a lot of shipping, um, but mm. as of lately, I've I have I found out too late. Like the market is growing here. I mean, maybe last summer it wasn't. You know, it's crazy here. Yeah. Um, but like now, I don't really have to put anything up for shipping. Um, I mean, we have yeah. what you have. I, mean, I say we. Jillian has acquired like four thousand followers, or like our group members mm-hmm. in that thing. And I think when I joined last year, there was like two hundred. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, like in a one year, it's gone up to like four thousand, and that's a lot of people to sell one plant to. Yeah. I know. And there will be somebody. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if also, you when you. It, they will come. Well, it's <laughs> also, it's, it's a little bit funny because you go into some of the stores. Like, I remember being in Plant Garage once and this guy coming in going, like, Do you have any albos? <laughs> and I'm like, I look at this guy, like, Are you crazy? Yeah. Do you realize where you are? So and then nice. it's the same person who goes and grabs, like, a maiden hair fern. And you're like, <laughs> so you're like, dude, unless you have a cloche for that, that suck a dead. Oh, no. Yeah. Like, don't had try it. employees make me a list of plants that they wanted to see in the house plant section. They all got together, and I got, like, dragon scales and varicosums, and I got a pink princess on there. I was like, y'all are real cute. We're not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you think about it, that same risk thing, like, those yeah. people who have real estate fronts, they need to sell plants and like mm-hmm. those rare ones are typically too pricey to make any money off of well we don't put that much maintenance into the plant yeah we don't have a humidifier <laughs> like if i don't sell i've got two heart leaf ferns that i did not sell fast enough and now they're just like withering on the table like yeah stuff has to sell quickly yeah. and so most of it are like your basic plants that people buy all the time yeah the know? only one who's done it anyway successfully has been you know green lady gardens yeah. With her, like, but she makes them an event and everything like that. I was going to say, it's like a um, special thing. But they were so much work that she's not doing them at all anymore anyway. Yeah, for sure. Um, and she always sold them unacclimated, which always drove me nuts. Yeah. <laughs> what is your most expensive plant that you guys have sold? Like, somebody has paid that amount of money for a plant. I'll go first because I'm sure this? I'll go first because I'm, I'm sure mine is way lower I want than what this Grace tea. is. I want I love money tea. <laughs> mine, <laughs> I like love said, it. mine I is boring. Envious. I'm like I wish I had whatever amount of money to spend, and maybe I have. Maybe it's close to what they've purchased from you, so maybe I'm, I'm not sure that far find out. <laughs> yeah, said, mine is mine is boring. One fifty is the max that I've okay. ever sold something for. Well, it was a melanochrysum. Ex varicosum. Okay. Um, it was in that yeah. sale with everything else. You actually looked at it, I think, and you were yeah, like, "Oh," and I'm like, "I'm sorry, it's gone." That was yeah. the first that sold in like seconds. Yeah. Wow. Which so maybe I didn't sell it for enough, but that's actually the highest I've ever sold. It's a funny story. <laughs> yeah, I love funny stories. <laughs> that's why I moved away from the mic. I want to make sure I hear this too. Well, um, it was it's just some beginner's luck type thing, and 
it was my first time selling um, albos and I did do it through my Instagram mm-hmm. and this girl uh, hit me up and she said that her and her mom wanted to buy both of these cuttings and I had a lot of people hitting me up and it was kind of like a really cool moment but I was like oh you know I'm gonna give it to you guys because y'all seem sweet and so I went ahead and shipped uh, the daughter hers and the mom was in the middle of a move so she wanted me to hold it for her and she was wanting to pay me to hold it and she was just like name your price and you know i i'm over here like 20 dollars a day like oh this is a good story i cannot believe that wow i can't wait and (laughs) i would you know because i'm like willing to barter and this and that and she was like Sure. <laughs> and she was, she was like more than happy to do it. Um, yeah. and she, I, I had a feeling it was definitely okay with her, but she yeah. ended up becoming like a really nice little friend and Aww. her daughter and I like still follow each other on Instagram Aww. and they're just a really, really sweet, supportive family. Aww, um, that's um, really cute, Grace. That's so heartfelt. Um, so how much did it cost? <laughs> yeah, really. It was... Um, so what was the plant and then what was the uh, the care cost? It was an elbow. It was originally for like two seventy five, okay. And it ended up getting close to like $1,000. Wow. Yeah. I have yes. it written down somewhere. That's a really nice customer. Because yeah, like... I don't know if I would have ever done that. How many leaves was it? Um, Were they cuttings? Like it was. It was actually a three leaf cutting. Um, So it had three leaves and three nodes, which you know now I don't really do because I like realize like oh you know like there's two other growth points that could be activated. Yeah. And um, but I I think she's she was it was definitely worth it for her and in the end now like thinking about it like that plant very I mean beautiful it had like half moons and i mean i i think she's probably okay with it and she was such a sweet lady i like have her phone number and we text that's awesome yeah the whole plant care thing so interesting like plant daycare like when i went i went on an international trip last year i had to have my orchids boarded at a greenhouse and it's amazing i know right it's you think about it right like patrick i love you but who's gonna take care of them when you're gone for a month right like and so I went to an orchid greenhouse and paid for like a section of a table That's for a month. So cool. And it That's was like seventy dollars for a month of, of it. That's not bad at all. But it actually made me think like it'd be such a cool thing to do because like you could come and visit your plants on the table if you like have them. Like if so some people do this because like the greenhouse is the best conditions to grow their orchids in. Yeah. And so they pay for boarding nonstop. So like it's just that a table that they sense. have and there's growing on them and then they flower and then like the company would call you if they're flowering to tell That's you. Like horses. That's so yeah. crazy that you didn't board them full time. Check them out when you Yeah, well like I said like they like they're like, "Oh, what? you're um you're on Sidium's blooming." And you're like, "Great, I'll come pick it up." And like you pick it up and take it home while it blooms and then bring it back when it's done. Like it's crazy. What? That but it also gets cool. very expensive, right? Like, take your orchids to Fantasy Orchids. You're here in Colorado. Yeah, it was right? Fantasy. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I was like, who else is an orchid greenhouse in Colorado? Because well, like, I don't even cool. notice if you've ever gone in there. There's a section that's like blocked off, and it says like, "Do not go past yeah, this point." And I was like, right. one time I was in there and just see all these beautiful flowers, and I'm like, "What is going on in there?" And they're like, "Oh, those aren't even ours. Like, those are boarded plants." And I'm like, "They're what?" <laughs> and then, then like, and then I needed the service like two months later, yeah. and I was like. Is there any space on a table? That is actually <laughs> such a smart 
smart thing to do. I feel like if somebody was to do that in Colorado, that'd be like... Yeah, do we not just have, like, a tropicals place doing that? We need, like, a plant That is, like, the next market. I think that's just as a business. Like, I would get so many more plants and pay for a boarding section if I could get... So, like... Like, that's things to do the whole business. Do we need to, like, trademark that before we, are trademark. we like, trademark something? Trademark, trademark, copyright, <laughs> first. Oh, my gosh. Okay. The new greenhouse. I love right? it. I love it. Um, and then, okay, so what else? Oh, you, okay, so let's spill some more tea. <laughs> so love that you have, like, that mom and daughter is so special. You know, you build that bond with customers like that. <laughs> but you also, like, have, like, I'm not selling shit to you list. Too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do, I every, and it's kind of like, long. Yeah, no, they do. In all the perch groups, they mm-hmm. definitely have people where they're like, "Yeah, I'm not selling to you anymore because yeah. you're an idiot and a dick." Yeah. So, I mean, I have people blocked on Facebook, and then yeah. you know, there's there's only like one person I had to like tell I'm not selling to you anymore. Why? Because. I don't know. <laughs> I spill it, Grace. <laughs> On the spot. Um, spill it. I'm here with a thermos. No nice. tea to spill over They here. were just not nice to me and yeah. called me the B word. And I was like, bitch, <laughs> you on my do not sell list. Congratulations. Oh my gosh. And um, never forget it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. No, I mean, you know, it, it is what it is sometimes. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have that yet. Like, uh, like I don't have that list. Like, I don't. Like I think you're I'm expecting it. I mean, I'm sure it will come if I get enough sales. Yeah, I'm gonna find the person who I'm like, oh my god, you're way too much work for me. It's not worth me selling you this plant because you're so right. much work. And uh, I'm sure it will come. I just I don't have it sold enough yet. Well, you read like all thing. those stories of people who are like, well, have why haven't you paid me yet? And it's like, and they're like, well, I didn't pay you because I didn't have the funds. Well, then why did you write sold? I mean, on a purge. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a quick way to get me, get someone on a no sell list for me as a, if you're well, not going to do that. Also, if you And then like, they get mad about it and then post it in like plant group teas and like things yeah. like that. It's like really. If you're going to price shame what I'm selling it for and then willing to pay what I asked for it, I probably won't sell it to you because yeah. it's like. People do why? That. why? I mean, some things come up and like that's happened to me before and like people have been like, yeah. uh, like, you know, totally. but like I can usually like smell them out. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like. Someone, I don't know. I can't. <laughs> it's a lot of tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And w- no names either. Like, if you did spill some tea, like, you can be very big about it. So I don't want you to be like. No, and I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. No, but <laughs> have you ever felt like you paid more or, like, see people selling plants for more than what it's actually worth? And you're just like, oof. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, in plant purges, you see people sell them for, I think, like astronomical prices that are just unfair. But I think there's other parts of it that I think are just gross that people do too. Like the pre-ordering of plants internationally, <laughs> where they ask you to pay the U.S. price for something to then go buy it internationally and bring it over and just give you an unacclimated plant. Actually, like, I will drop Sarah Stevenson. Sarah Stevenson. <laughs> 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 They threatened lawyers on me. I'm like, kick the hell out of Plant Purge USA. Like, yeah, no, like, yeah, fuck that bitch. No, she is. She's insane. No, I know, absolutely. But she, but she blocked you, right? She blocked me. Yeah, but Uh I, I blocked her first. But (laughs) I I forgot about her husband. (laughs) 
and he found me. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, so that's how I got kicked. Because he was like, oh, you thought you were smart. And I was like, yeah, I thought I was. Oh, <laughs> <damn> it. <laughs> But she would have oh, sent man. one of her flying monkeys out for me anyway, so. What? Like a little, like, She's like the like, wicked witch. What? Like, to you? Or, like... Oh, she, she has would, minions, she has, she, she has spies. She in all the groups. Spies. Yeah. Yo. People get kicked all the time. They're like, this girl said... Yeah. Like, y'all might get kicked. <laughs> I, I'm not Literally, in it. Oh, I'm not, not even in it. Fucks. Oh, good, good. After all the shit was going down, I left that, you know... Like hotcakes. We really Ooh. dragged her in our Facebook group episode. Oh, oh you did. You did. It was. On. You guys had a lot of tea that day. It was spilling oh all over this table. All on these mics. I have a hot. meme of Sarah on my phone. No. <laughs> <laughs> It's so like good. fire festival for like 50 cents and it's like Sarah's face. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, cause like fire festival, you know what that was? Like, yes, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hot ass so. Ass of a thing. Have you watched the documentary? Oh, that? it's the best. It's so, what the fuck Ja Rule? <laughs> ja Rule. <laughs> so funny. Oh my God. That's so funny that you bring her up. Yeah. She's. Dude, that oh, ugh, so wild. Yeah, she she's like notorious. Cause, like I didn't. That's realize- what she was doing, like the pre-ordering for the importing of the plants, and like you know. But like, why? But see, like as like consumers, I feel like we need to like be smarter. When it's yeah, the research has to be done on both ends, right? Yeah, like no, you definitely. need to like research the seller you're gonna buy from. Yeah. You need to research like that they actually you know will supply the plants mm-hmm. or ask them questions about how they acclimate, ask them questions about what substrate they're in. Yeah. You know, like even non-imported plants, like the number of things I've gotten in the wrong substrate that almost die immediately mm-hmm. or have a problem immediately Mostly is from insane. box stores. And it's, too, yeah, like, like, or I mean, like, seem like, I, like not box that, stores, but like the websites. Or just like one of the, the rarest plants I have came in like greenhouse soil. So it was like heavily peaty, but then mm-hmm. like, if you think about it, it's like, okay, in a greenhouse, this works. Right. Because they have a full sun, like, greenhouse. They have fans blowing through it. They're right. going to, in a tiny pot, it's going to dry out quickly. Right. You give it to a home with northeast-facing windows <laughs> and um, 70%, you know, 70 degrees and 30% humidity, even at a 30% humidity, like, it took two weeks for this thing to even, like, feel somewhat dry. And not even dry. Like, it's still yeah. wet. And it's like... I have to replant this immediately for it to even live. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. that and drives me bonkers. Like that's still a gamble having to do that because it puts up through more stress. Yeah. It's but, like- but then it's also coming to someone like me who I think at this point is very educated on what they need to be in. Yeah. The number of novice plant, like not the novice plant people who are going to get that plant and then think it's good to go and then it will immediately die and then they'll think I have a, a black thumb. Mm-hmm. And like this had nothing to do with you. You watered it once and it died because it sat in sopping right. wet soil and you had no idea that that was a problem. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you want to have confident customers that want to come back and keep buying plants from you. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, you guys and like I know there's a bunch of other people like especially in like our local area that are really great like sellers yeah. like and and online too like i'm sure you guys have like had your like share of like successes and mm-hmm. but also like nightmares you mm-hmm. know like but you know that's part of the plant game that's the hustle it is. yeah literally. i mean plants do not want to be shipped in a box it's no. not their nature and, you and know, some really don't like it yeah i know for sure cool well do you guys have anything else you want to talk about or mention or Hmm. 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 Any other tea? 
No. <laughs> Always. Well, I know we call you guys out on like every other episode, I think. <laughs> I but know. make sure to go follow the Garden Grace and the Hobotanist on Instagram. Actually, the Garden Grace even has a Facebook page now. I do. Right? I'm not. I'm not as active on like no. the social media at the moment. Okay. Uh, All that Black yeah. Lives Matter. Yeah. So that's where the focus yep. is. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Yo, absolutely. Well, and I, I appreciate you guys being very like pro BLM yeah. and very outspoken about that too. I think that's important. We both did y'all's yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. auction. Yes, you guys yeah. were part of Plants Create Change. Grace made way more money than I did. That's not what it's about. It's about just being a part of it and taking a stance and whether it was a dollar or 500 it doesn't matter like it's, it's money that wouldn't have been donated otherwise it's exactly not. it's true yeah for sure so we appreciate you guys participating in that that was uh, so like completely happy so and happy. willing to have done it I'm happy oh to do it yeah absolutely same. and black lives still matter even if it's not really trending Make sure to still go follow Grace and Patrick so that if they do have sales coming up, you can check them out. Or yes. if there are big things happening in the plant community, you can keep up with them for when they do start to post again. Yes. And thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it. Yeah. We love you guys. Thanks uh, for you being guys too. Here. Thank you. Thank you. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.